0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiki and Zach Rizzuto.
1: Juju's smith suffered a concussion uh, in his game keep an eye on him through the concussion protocol this week it didn't look great right he had you know i'm not a doctor but it didn't look good um he got rocked on that play and um he might have gone unconscious even yeah that's what it seemed like to me but um you know monitor his status my guess is that he'll miss a game but he might not it's possible that he doesn't just keep just just make, make sure that if you that you have an alternative uh going into next week yeah Kadarius tony as i mentioned multiple times this you know <sighs> he ended up getting some run. He was extremely <laughs> efficient. Uh, 90 yards from the scrimmage on six touches. And he looked good doing it, man. Yeah. He looked good. He ran around on only 43% of dropbacks. He was targeted on 29% of his routes, uh, pretty high number. And as he, the, the dropbacks can obviously, you want him to run more higher route percentage on the dropbacks. But the fact that he was targeted on 29% of his routes showed that they, they want to use him. And when he's on the field, they're going to use him. Um, yeah. And as he continues to show more, And after this game, you have to think his playing time goes up even more. I know that many people might want to chalk it up to McCole Hartman being out. That probably helped. Yeah, they might want to chalk it up to Juju getting hurt, MVS getting banged up in this game as well. But you know, it's at the end of the day, like these are the type of guys that end up earning targets. He definitely earned targets. You know, in this one, Um, he even faked a hamstring injury going into the end zone. Which is absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Uh trolling the Giants on that one. Um, but that 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 other grab that he had, you know, pretty much double covered. He had two defenders draped on him. Patrick Mahomes throws it to him on the sideline. He goes up and gets it. Amazing catch. He could be special in this offense.
2: Yeah. And this is the way you look at it. You know, we know the talent that he had. He. Wasn't supposedly able to stay healthy in New York, you know, but obviously that's not the case. He's now in Kansas City doing his thing. This is a really nice weapon, you know. We haven't seen too much of him, so you know, you want to temper expectations a little bit. But the, what we're seeing is very, very encouraging. It looks like he could be like a really strong weapon. I kind of looked at him running around, and he's the closest thing that the Chiefs have to Tyreek Hill, I think, since they've had Tyreek Hill. You know, the type, the speed, the twitch that he has running. Obviously, he's not going to be on Tyreek Hill's level, I don't think, at any point. But I think that he's the explosive type of player, where you know Patrick Mahomes could be able to make him super relevant if he gets yeah. just a little bit more time on the field. You know, he's going to show why he was a first round pick um, out of Florida, and what was it, twenty twenty? I think that's yeah. what it was. He, he looked. I
1: thought. Uh, listen, man, I'll be straight up. I thought it was the, the worst draft pick of all time. I was not a fan <laughs> of Darius to Tony at yeah. all coming in. I was like, this dude doesn't know how to run routes. Whatever, whatever. But hey man, now like you know, and he's proven it that when he's on the field, you know, dating back
2: to last year, he, yeah. he gets targets and he looks good. It it helps that he's in an Andy Reid offense too. That's that's also working for him. You know, you say about the for route sure. running, they will scheme him open if he can't run the route to get open. But going to the Giants, you're not gonna be able to evaluate his talent, especially with Daniel Jones up there. You're not gonna know what the upside is. And I think Kadarius Tony's very happy to kind of be you know, relieved of his duty in New York. Now he's got Patrick Mahomes, a quarterback. I, I love the upside that he has now. You're lucky to have him on your bench. Um, it's too bad he was on your bench this week. But, you know, that's that's just the way it goes sometimes. You got yourself a nice weapon rest of the season.
1: For <laughs> <Pretty> sure, man. <laughs> um, yeah, I do. I guess that's that's a good way to Don't look worry. at it.
2: Don't worry. You can recap Kadarius Toney. Uh, if you're going to make me recap Christian Watson, uh, it's going to make me really sad.
1: Uh well, you know, another guy that I don't want to recap right now because I dropped him Sunday morning was Isaiah Pacheco. He led the backfield for 16 carries to zero for Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Seems like there has been a drastic change at this point with Clyde Edwards Hilaire getting no touches in this game, even though he seemed completely healthy. Uh it was basically a two-man backfield. Pacheco being the early down guy and McKinnon being the passing down guy. And Pacheco outsnaps CEH 35 to 4. CEH. Odd uh, man you could no. probably you could probably drop him at this point.
2: Yeah. Uh he's definitely droppable. With the amount, it's funny, you know, they have all these running backs and none of them are going to separate from each other. Obviously, Clyde Edwards Hilaire has kind of fallen down the ladder a lot. Um, but Jerek McKinnon and Isaiah Pacheco, they're you know, ground game and run game. That's pretty much what they're using. You could telegraph what they're gonna do to the defense, depending on who's on the field, unless both of them are on the field. But Isaiah Pacheco, you know, he's the run guy. Jarek McKinnon, he's the receiving guy. So right now, Jarek McKinnon has the upside. Patrick Mahomes is throwing the receivers and the tight ends. They're pass-first offense. Um, you can be excited a little bit about Isaiah Pacheco, you know, just a little bit with Clyde Edwards-Hiller at this point being a non-factor. So there's reason to be encouraged by what we saw yesterday. But I- I'm not going to get too caught up in the hype. You know, he ran for 82 yards. Uh, he-, he fumbled it. So he ended up with a pretty uh, – meager performance i think he had like single digits seven points something like that depending on how your fumbling scoring is um i'm not overly excited because it's just he's the ground game back in a passing offense with Patrick Mahomes a quarterback but he can definitely fill in for you um for some of the rest of these bye weeks and as a flex if you need him he's a desperate flex
1: yeah he's an i was calling like an upside rb3 like he won't be in my top 24 most weeks because the buys are pretty much you know over in terms of like by mcgeddon's um yeah. but Ceh is going to be he, he's out of this of this rotation now the fact that it's a two-man rotation it makes pacheco way more fantasy relevant than he was before um so something that you wanted to see if you had pacheco i know yeah uh christian kirk comes through once again nine catches for 105 yards and two touchdowns christian kirk has won me a lot of money this year like the, oh yeah him yeah i bet on him every week I bet the overs on Christian Kirk every single week, like especially when he when he has a good matchup. I bet yeah. on him, and I bet on my boy from Cleveland, Donovan Peoples Jones. This dude mm-hmm. has been winning me money all all season, all week long. He had a big game, almost 100 yards receiving for him. He led them in targets as well. Going back to Christian uh- Kirk though, um, we had, <laughs> we had a field game like this, right? And he did. We talked about this a lot. I did talked about a lot this the, the last week and. You know, another one of our desperate starts, Zay Jones came through with eight catches for 68 yards and 10 targets. I wish it was Marvin Jones, but whatever. What are you going to do? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, Christian Kirk getting it done once again. And, you know, he, he's doing his thing. He's he's easily, you know, the, the the favorite target and in good matchups when teams are not good against slot wide receivers, he goes off.
2: Yeah. Christian Kirk, he's still firmly as, I, I might even put him as a high wide receiver too, just the way Trevor Lawrence been playing a little bit better. You said this was a good matchup. You know, we talked about that, and it turned out be that that was the case. And you said with Christian Christian Kirk making you a lot of money, he also won a lot of people a lot of money if they followed our underdog uh, over unders, the uh, higher lowers, I guess I should say. You know, you, I know we had Trevor Lawrence for over one and a half touchdowns. You called that one from a mile away earlier this week. So that that was that was pretty good. Um, I was thinking about you when Christian Kirk scored the touch, uh, second touchdown. He he did his thing. You know, he's obviously the favorite target of Trevor Lawrence. Um, That seems to really be the only place he's looking to throw it. Zay Jones, you know, and Marvin Jones, they can fill in for you admirably week to week. Neither of them are – you're never going to have a week where both of them have a solid stat line. But, you know, the Jags offense isn't bad. They're just not a, a, a good team overall.
1: There's no doubt about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, hey, listen, in the negative game, we'll take it. We'll take the, we'll take the production. Right. Jeff Wilson, uh, he totaled 143 scrimmage yards. Uh, He scored a touchdown and out-touched Raheem Mostert 19-12. Opportunity-wise, he had 22 opportunities, and Raheem Mostert only had 12 in this game. So he also had one more target than Mostert in this game. 61% of snaps for Wilson, only 27.5% of snaps for Mostert. He's taking over this backfield, dude.
2: It looks like it. I don't want to say that he's a, it's a complete takeover, but he's definitely made headway. Like I said, like this headline says right here. Um he's clearly the better back right now. I think that the youth, you can see it on him compared to Raheem Mostert. Raheem Mostert is still good, but you know, Jeff Wilson, he is fast, he's explosive, and it looks like you know, he's better in Miami than he was in San Francisco. Um the way they used him. I know I we were just talking about how this Dolphins offense was going to be pass first. These guys might not be too, be too relevant and they proceed to turn around and give them both a bunch of carries. They both get rushing touchdowns, like just just to spite us. We were talking about the Dolphins offense being passed first, but Jeff Wilson, you know, he's looking like he's actually a good starter. And Raheem Mostert can be a, a flex player for you if you need it. Um, but Jeff Wilson, you know, he, he I think he might've entered RB two territory with that performance.
1: Jeff Wilson is an RB two rest of season Raheem Mostert is a upside flex play. Uh, but if you can, I would try and sell Mostert in a package right now. Cause his performance in this, this week was a little fluky. Only twenty seven percent of snaps. This isn't. He's not going to have this type of performance. I think he scored like eighteen PPR fantasy points or something like that. So, I yeah. wouldn't expect this moving forward. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle both had considerably down days given their standards, mm-hmm. uh, and the, the production ended up going the running backs way. So, Jeff Wilson, the fact that he is the guy, the the clear one A in this backfield, I would move most of while you can.
2: Yeah. He had over eight yards of carry. Mostert did, so I'm not sure how much, how often that's going to happen. You know, only eight carries, like you said, it might be. I think it's overproduction at this point. And like you said, Tyree Hill and Jalen Water were really quiet by their yeah. own standards. Um, I, I'm not expecting touchdowns to be this distributed. But who
1: still had a good day? You know, that's, that's, yeah. So that's that's worth noting.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, who who caught the touchdowns? I know Trent. I know I saw Trent Sherfield catch a touchdown. So that one was a little bit. You know, interesting to see. But uh um, Do you think
1: do you think Donovan Peoples Jones is gonna be on waivers anymore? Like he's been on a waiver wireless every week for like eight weeks now. He and should nine <laughs> targets, five catches, ninety-nine yards. He led the Browns in targets, twenty-six percent target share. Not great Amari Cooper. I guess those home road splits are are true, huh?
2: Yeah, they're like real. I don't know why, but that's <laughs> just how it works. And now it was the same way in Dallas. And I I don't know, we gotta look back at his Raiders numbers, but that's that's just pretty pretty funny to look at. You know, we we talk about it as not a legitimate way of measuring, but it looks like for Amari Cooper, this is the exception. I don't care.
1: For for Mark Cooper, we're we're including it in the in the analysis at, at this point.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, I know you were. I know you were. I was I was
1: refusing it. I was yeah, like no, denying it. It's funny, like, it's,
2: never mind. It's easy to dismiss it. You're like, no, it's not just you know an on off. It's like a light switch. That's not how it works. No, it is. It's really weird. I don't know why. Dude, it's, that's, it's, it's crazy. Amari Cooper, he's been good fantasy points total, you know, for you this season. If you look at just the fantasy points total where he finishes, he looks very good, but the consistency has not been there. He's won your weeks and lost your weeks.
1: He's in Buffalo next week. I guess you got to set him.
2: Yeah. <laughs> All
1: right. Jerry Judy suffered an ankle injury in this game. Uh, it, it does not seem like it's a. It looked like an Achilles, and the initial thoughts were it was an Achilles injury, but it's he seems to have avoided that. Uh, he's gonna get an MRI today and figure out what that exact ankle injury is. Who knows what it is? It's it was a weird injury. Like it doesn't, it didn't seem like a high ankle. It could be could have just been a low ankle injury that just looked worse than it was. Hopefully that's the case.
0: We'll yeah.
1: find out more. But in the meantime, Cortland Sutton ended up with going six for sixty, six on eleven targets. Uh he'll get a big upgrade if Judy were to miss time. Greg Dulcich as well. Um, I would think that the the targets would, you know, be a little bit less just dis- dis- less distributed if Judy were to be out.
2: Yeah. I'm not too excited either way. You know, for Cortland Sutton's prospects, even if Judy misses some time, obviously we want Judy to get healthy. He'll be fine. But this Broncos offense is just a fantasy wasteland. I can't stand watching them. Who is Jay Jalen Virgil? Who? What is he doing catching a 67-yard touchdown? One catch. You know, just distribute it. Like, I don't understand it. This offense is painful to watch. I'm not a fan of Russell Wilson. I wasn't a fan of Russell Wilson before he went to Denver. And now he's in Denver. It's just like, I, I, I the, the offense is just so not good. It doesn't matter. Corlin Sutton. You'd think if he gets eleven targets, he'd have more than twelve points, but he didn't.
1: Yeah, this was a little bit of a tougher matchup for Cortland Sutton. I give him the benefit of the doubt in this one, but that's that's just that's just who I am. You know. <laughs>
2: well, after after three straight <laughs> single digit fantasy performances, before the bye, he comes back, he gets eleven targets, gets twelve points. It's just like, ugh.
1: yeah, no, I hear I,
2: you. I'm not upgrading him that far. He's a low end wide receiver too, for me, even with Jerry Judy out. Just the way this offense is playing, I don't like it.
1: Low and wide receiver, too. I would have thought you would go a lot lower than that, to be honest.
2: No. Low and wide receiver, two. Okay. Just because I, I have hope. That's fine. I, I that have sounds hope. about right. Yeah, I have hope in Cortland Sutton. The talent is there. I know it is. It's just Russell Wilson's been throwing to Jalen Virgil. Like I don't know what that's about. Kendall Hinton had four catches this game. Made no sense. I do not know what was happening. Greg Dolcich, he was supposed to have a good game. He didn't. It's, you can, it's so all over the place week to week. It fluctuates. I can't stand it.
0: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Guess who's Bizzak?
1: Jonathan Taylor. Big game. Exactly what we've been waiting for. Oh, yeah. And we got it. 22 carries for 147 yards and a touchdown, including a big 66-yard touchdown run. Something we haven't seen in a while from Taylor. But that long run, that's something that we wanted to see.
2: Yeah. And that, that we were dying to see that. You know, the explosiveness <laughs> just was not there with Jonathan Taylor before this game. And this would be a fantastic performance to build on. Granted, it was against the Raiders. Um, Shout out Jeff Saturday. You know, good win. He, he did tweet that the Raiders looked terrible. And he, he made good and he beat them. He didn't, you know, have to eat his words. So good on him. But Jonathan Taylor was the story of the day for the Colts offense. He looked good. The offense ran through him. The team looked better. Obviously, Matt Ryan coming back, I think, Helps his offense a whole lot. Um, I think they made the right decision putting him in. Even though it looked like Ellinger was going to get the start. They, they said that he ran through most of warmups warm-ups at the beginning of the game as a starter. But Jonathan Taylor, you know, he did his thing. I think he can continue to do this. Like I said, he's, I think he can build off of this at this point. We've seen him heat up in the second half of the season. This could be the start. You know, this is definitely all some hope to those guys that drafted him first overall. He's not going to be able to return on that first overall draft investment now. But he can definitely, you know, salvage what's left of the season. There's plenty of weeks left, plenty of games left to get you back in into uh, competing for a playoff spot.
1: The Raiders were allowing 3.97 yards of carry to running backs coming into this week, which was fourth best in the NFL. And Jonathan Taylor just shattered that. Yep. So that was good news. This is a positive sign for him moving forward. I bought him low a few weeks ago in a couple leagues. And, you know, I wasn't so sure how I felt about it, you know, coming into this week. Yep. It seemed like sitting him last week was the right call because he looks pretty healthy now. Yeah. The other thing to note is that 94% of snaps for Jonathan Taylor. That's insane. So without Naheem Hines, obviously Deion Jackson out as well. That's what you want to see. And by the way, like I don't expect Deion Jackson to take this passing down role from Jonathan Taylor. I think he is a good pass catcher. He's going to be in that role. He's going to be in every down back without Naheem Hines there. So the biggest winner to this Naheem Hines trade, Naheem Hines trade, might be Jonathan Taylor.
2: Yeah. And you talk about his role as a pass catcher. Remember, Matt Ryan fueled that 10 catch Deion Jackson Day. He keeps starting. You know, that's that's only good news. I think that having Matt Ryan a quarterback is a huge benefit. Cause like I said, Sam Ellinger, rookie quarterbacks, you see them, they tend to try to do too much. They lean away from the check down. Matt Ryan understands the check down's there for a reason. And if Jonathan Taylor's catching those balls, his ceiling is going to go much higher. His floor is going to go a lot higher too, just with a little receiving work. Because he only yeah. had two catches yesterday.
1: man and with Matt Ryan back who he was declared starter like a few minutes before the game I wish we knew that going into Sunday but what are you gonna do Paris Campbell came back into relevance with Matt Ryan he caught seven of nine targets for 76 yards and a touchdown led the Colts in receiving Michael Pittman also saw nine targets and took his uh, seven catches for 53 yards but Paris Campbell man with Matt Ryan over his last three games averaging more than 20 PPR fantasy points per game he caught a touchdown in all three of those games He's looking like somebody who could have some serious... Listen, I'm a Paris Campbell truther, right, Zach? You knew it. Oh, yeah. I I know you are. I remember this comment from you, okay? When I picked picked up Paris Campbell, like, randomly in, like, week four or something. Something stupid. Uh, Way before he was relevant. And then you were like, dude, like, it's not (laughs) going (laughs) to happen.
2: It ain't going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Because, like, you know, like, obviously, it's on sleeper, right? Like, you pick up a player... Everybody gets alerted, like, you know, in every little transaction. So he's like, it ain't going to happen. I'm like, Zach, I know. I know. It ain't going to happen, but whatever. What are you going to do? It was like a primetime game, so I picked him up just in case something he popped off or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, like five weeks later, <laughs> Paris Campbell actually <laughs> became fantasy relevant. And, you know, he's putting up wide receiver two type of numbers right now. So mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I wouldn't rank him as a top 24 receiver the rest of the way. But with Matt Ryan, he's definitely in the top 36.
2: Yeah, he's relevant where he wasn't before, especially with Sam Ellinger. Things look so much – it's funny that we're – I was like – I was out of – I was really just not enamored with the idea of Matt Ryan starting a couple weeks ago, but now that he's back, it's just like, man, yeah, he should have (laughs) started. You know, it's weird. It's a love-hate relationship with Matt Ryan, but he's definitely making these guys uh, fantasy relevant. Alec Pierce just kind of falling out of favor. He had a little bit of steam. He had a little bit of momentum earlier in the season, but that's kind of just kind of falling off. So Paris Campbell has kind of taken over he is going to be the wide receiver too the rest of the way behind Michael Pittman. Um, And the way Paris Campbell's been playing, you know, it could look like a 1A, 1B, wide receiver 1A, 1B uh, for these two. Because Michael Pittman, you know, I'm not betting against his talent, just the way that they're being used. Campbell could have a a a really nice role. Yeah, a bigger one than you might expect.
1: Yeah, no, definitely.
2: 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.